wants to burn for Jesus. Can you say hallelujah? Amen. Please take a seat. Hallelujah. I came back from Mali a few days ago, and it was hot sunshine, 40 degrees, praise God. And to tell you the truth, it's wonderful to see great things that God does, you know. And I want to thank all those who prayed for us, uh, Lily and I, as we went. And um, I tell you, we rely on the, on the prayers of others for us when we go on missions. And so, uh, I've been asked to speak on the subject of intercession for others. So, let's just commit this time to the Lord. Let's ask that the Lord would really touch our hearts and, and make us a people of prayer, people who would be concerned about the needs of others. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you that it is your desire that we should pray for other people. And Lord, we don't have any power in ourselves to do anything. We depend entirely upon you. And we ask that the spirit of prayer would take hold of each and every one of us, that you grant us a fresh revelation of what you are able to do when your people submit themselves to pray for others. Lord God, we ask that that flame will be lit in our lives, in our hearts, the passion to see Jesus Christ known throughout the world. Lord God, that through our lives, through the sacrifice you enabled us to make in the place of prayer, many would come to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that your name would be glorified. Lord God, and, and throughout the world, the name of Jesus would be lifted high. Father, we're looking to you this afternoon for what you're able to do among us. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, so the time is quite short, as you know. So we're going to be just looking at the, what I've called the PPP of prayer. And um, I'm going to be talking about three aspects of prayer. And um, to be about the priestly aspect of prayer, the prophetic and the fact that it's got to be persistent. When we talk about uh, intercession, intercession by definition is usually assumed to be prayer for other people. But it's not just prayer for other people. It's on the assumption and the understanding that you're praying for somebody else whom you know very well, and you're praying to God, whom you also know very well. Are you following me? So it's not just talking to, to, to uh, God who is not interested or whom you don't know uh, about, uh, about the needs of another person. It's not uh, an indifferent uh, uh, request or supplication. It is something that has to do with the relationship that you have with both parties. It's taken from uh, a word in, in, in Hebrew which is about, um, uh, about being an advocate. An advocate in, in Hebrew times is somebody who knows both parties and comes to stand between both of them so that he can be a, a kind of a link to enable both of them to, 
to, to you know, one who needs, who has a need, to receive the need from the other party. So I, I really want us to take hold of this as we think in terms of intercession for others. Um, it is it is the it is the point that uh, Paul made. He said in First Timothy two one. He said, first of all, then I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men. So it's not, a, it's not something that is limited to a few. I know very often we use the term, the intercessors. Well, guess what? That's us, all of us. You know, this, this letter of Paul was addressed to everybody. We are all being called to be intercessors. Uh, and, and therefore, we, Paul is asking everybody to, to, to offer prayers on behalf of all men. So I want to just quickly look at uh, how intercession is viewed in the Bible before uh, we, we go further. And because it's very, very important for us to uh, relate what we do on a day-to-day -day basis with, with what the Lord is asking us to do. And actually, you know, in our normal day-to-day -day experience, we are interceding all the time. I don't know whether it's happened to you, but I recall one occasion we were having an encounter. It was the first encounter we had in France. And we were, we were based in, an, uh, in, a, in a center. And one of the girls that went with us from London here uh, does not, doesn't eat fish doesn't eat any seafood at all. And throughout the weekend, they have served seafood, you know. You know the French and the way they love seafood and, uh, you know, langoustes and, you know, lobsters and stuff. They served seafood every meal anyway. And so this poor girl suffered. She wasn't allergic to, to fish. She just didn't like fish. There was another group who were also using the same center, and they... They had, they had uh, what do you call it, um, they had chips, they had burgers, they had steak, they had, you know, so whenever we were eating, we would sit, we would be sitting eating our fish. I didn't mind the fish, but, but this other girl did, and so she couldn't eat the fish. And one of the other ladies from the church in Paris uh, just then just got up during the meal one afternoon and boldly went to the other party. And then said to them, you know, he said, um, I see you've got some extra steak left. We have somebody here who does not eat fish. Would you mind if, we, if I took say, a little bit and gave it to Oh, he said, no, no, no problem at all. And then, so, you know, this lady in my team was now able to have her need met. You know, we would not have looked at that as intercession, but that's actually that's what it was, because she was, she was already seeing the need that uh, uh, this this lady had, and she saw how somebody else could meet the need and went over to go and get the need met. And I'm sure there's lots of things that we do, you know, that we we are not thinking that it is intercession, but that's really what it is. You know, you know somebody. Who knows somebody? I know when my husband was uh, head of the Polytechnic when we were in Nigeria, in Ibadan, very often people would come and say, oh, their niece needs admission. Would my husband intervene? Because they knew my husband, then they would think that, therefore, he would be in a position to help them. And that's, that's pure and simple intercession in, in, a, in, in a social format. And so in the, in the, in the 
princely, kingly format in, 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 in the realm of the kingdom, intercession is us being the person standing in the middle between God and the other party and asking that God would meet their need. I heard Pastor Colin preaching in the morning that whatever need we have, God is able to meet it. Was anybody here in the, at the 11 o'clock service? Yeah, that's what he said. And, and we have a God for whom nothing is impossible. We have a God whose name is El Shaddai, that is, is all sufficient for every need. There's nothing that God is not able to do. First of all, intercession is, is a, 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 a function of somebody in the priesthood. In the, in the Old Testament, it was only the, 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 the priests that were able to stand in the place of prayer, praying for the needs of the people. But you know, in the New Testament, God has made us kings and priests unto God. Revelation 1.5 says, unto him that loved us, and, and, and washed us in its own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God. So guess what, brothers and sisters? You're all priests. And intercession is your function. And, and, and you know, we, and we, when we enter into the role of, of intercession, we're standing in the same function of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is seated on high and is ever interceding for us. We read that in, in Romans 8, 34. That's, that's the present day ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, intercession. So when we, when we go into intercession and to pray for the needs of other people, we are actually identified with what Jesus is doing. We, we enter into a flow of what he is doing, and then we are in a position to bring about what Jesus Christ wants to do. Uh, and so, in, in that place of, of priesthood, we, we, we identify with the need of the person. You know, uh, Hebrews 7.25 tells us about how we, we don't have a high priest who is not touched by our feelings of, of infirmity, but that we have a high priest who was tempted in all points, just as we are, and therefore is able to deliver to the uttermost all those who come to God through him, because he ever lives to make intercession for us. So when, when we come into the place of intercession, we, we, we identify fully with the need of the person. You know, we're not in a place to criticize. You know, you know if you see anybody who, who is busy criticizing or, or gossiping, I can tell you that that person is a misguided intercessor. You know, because you see, the thing is that God would, God would, God is the one who would uh, open our eyes to the need. We 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 don't know what to pray for. The Bible tells us in Romans uh, eight twenty six that we don't know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit comes to help us so that we would know how to pray. So you know. Often, we may see something that is lacking. You see something that is missing. You see the life of somebody. Maybe they'd come to know the Lord. And then you see them walking in the sin from which they had been, uh, you, you thought they had been delivered. 
you know. And then instead of bad-mouthing them or telling other members of the cell, did you know so-and-so, I saw they were smoking or they were back in the pub or they were, they were going out with the, this man or the other thing. You know, that, that is a because the Holy Spirit is drawing your attention to the need in the life of that person. And he's and urging you, say, come on, come on. He, he, there's a need here. I want you to pray. I want you to lift him up before the throne of grace so that God can bring order back into his life. Are you following me? So, you know, the, the Holy Spirit will bring that burden upon us so that we can pray and then and, and come to the place where God will totally deliver them from what it is. So, when Jesus sees us, maybe... That uh, we're in a place of weakness or in a place where we're not quite uh, reaching the level that he wants, that we would have attained if we were walking uprightly. Jesus is not busy condemning us. He's not busy saying, Oh, look at you. You've done it again. Stupid woman. You know. No. Jesus, Jesus knew that we, we, to be tempted is quite a terrible thing. He knows that we are we're working against the powers of darkness. And he empathizes with us. He identifies fully with us. He sees our pain. He sees our struggle. And therefore, he is busy praying to God and saying, God, help him. Help, help her. Don't let her fall into temptation. Don't let her continue that way. Block the road towards the powers of darkness that are bringing her down. And, and so that's really what happens to us as well. When we enter in with the Lord Jesus in, 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 in what he's doing, God would then cause us, when we see those things, our attention is being drawn so that we can do something about it and pray that God would help those who are in difficulty in the place in that way. You know, that, and you cannot, I have to say that, you cannot fully identify with somebody in their pain, in their sorrow, in, in their struggles, if you don't love them. It, it is love that enables us to actually pray for somebody. You know, you might find people that might hurt you and, and might be unkind towards you, you, and it's difficult. It's difficult to begin to intercede for them. But when, when our hearts are filled with the love of God, you know, Jesus, Jesus told us that we should love the Lord our God with all our hearts and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And he demonstrated the same when he was on the cross. You know, in the, at the place of the cross, when he was, he was suffering and they were just saying horrible things to him and, and bad-mouthing him and, and spitting at him, he prayed. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And it's the same with us as well. You know, our full identification with, with, with other people, the love that God allows us to experience towards them would bring us to the place of prayer. If you, if you have people around you who, who are horrid towards you, let me give you one secret. Tell God to put a love in your heart towards them. But you know what? He will answer. He will answer you. I used to have trouble, you know, with, with my, some of my cell members. Some, some of them are here, and I'm not, mentioning, I'm not mentioning names or looking at anyone in particular. <laughs> Let their consciences prick them. <laughs> you know, but, you know, instead of being frustrated or getting angry or anything, and, you know, whatever it is they did, whether they didn't submit their report or whether they were late to come to cell, whatever it was, you know, I, I just say, Lord, just help me to love them the same way you love them. 
You know, when you love somebody, it is, it is, there's nothing they can do that would, that would upset you. You know, and, I, and I, I, I was the first to be amazed because I thought that God would take them away or something. You know, but that's another story. But God didn't take them away. God, God really put a genuine love in my heart towards them. And then it, thereafter, it was easy. It was easy to say, to ask the Lord to, 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 to do whatever it was that was needed for them. You know, I, then I was able to identify what, with whatever challenges they were having and then, and then see what God wanted to do in, in the same situation. The second point about, the, about intercession is, is that it is, it is something that you, it's not something that you do once and for all and forget about it. It is something that you have to be persistent in it. You continue to pray about it until you see the result. You know, Pastor Colin has been sharing with us in recent times about somebody to whom he was evangelizing for seven years before that person came to the Lord. And I'm sure he wasn't just evangelizing. I'm sure he was spending time praying and interceding for this person until the day came when he came to know the Lord. So intercession is something that we do and we continue to do and continue to do until the, the result and the final outcome that we're looking for actually happens. You know, Jesus told a few parables where he told people to pray and not to, 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 not, not to stop praying. You know, the, the parable of the unjust judge in, in Luke 11. He told people to persist in the place of prayer and, and until you get the breakthrough. Also, the Syrophoenician women who, who pursued Jesus and wanted Jesus to heal her daughter. And, and it, when Jesus, you know, kind of shunned her, it wasn't because he wasn't interested. He, that, that experience enabled him to draw out a lesson for the disciples about how you just, when you, when you have a need, it's not the first time or second time that you pray that then you give up. You continue asking. And that woman just was not going to give up. It just, she just kept, kept Pleading her case with Jesus and asking, oh, you know, my, my daughter is sick, please come and help her. And when Jesus said, oh, it's not good to, to give the children's meat to the dogs, she said, well, even the dogs, they have, they, they pick up the crumbs under the table. You know, she, she wasn't offended or anything. She just persisted because she knew that Jesus was able to heal her, her daughter and that he was a good God and that he would do it. So she persisted. So God wants us to persist in that place of prayer. Sometimes somebody you're praying for, uh, they, they may, they may, they may even get worse. A situation for which you're praying may even get worse. Somebody you're praying for, they may be ill and, you know, and they may get worse. But God wants us to continue. If we, when we know that what we're praying for is within the will of God, within the revealed will of God in the Bible, then we continue, we persist in that place of prayer because we know that he, he would answer us. And, you know, when, when you're praying, when you, we are interceding for somebody, of course, I'm going to come to the place of uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit later on. But sometimes you're praying in tongues about a situation and you, because you don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit leads you in your prayer and you just pray in tongues, you pray in tongues. You, you need to persist. It's not, it's not a shimmy shimmy shoo uh, prayer, you know. No, it's something you, you really have to be persistent and you have to pray strong and, and really, you know, really be violent in it and, and not want to give up. You know, have you ever seen little children wanting something? You know, have you ever seen a child wanting an ice cream and, and the mother is not interested in giving the ice cream? The parents say, well, mom, I want ice cream. Mom says, no. 
I want ice cream. It doesn't happen like that. The child, the child says, Mom, I want some ice cream. Mom says, No. Mom, I want some ice cream. And then the, the, child, then the child throws a wobbly and cries and shouts. And, you know, we, we, we come to our Father and we should feel free to pray. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be so cowardly and, and timid in the place of prayer. You know, we, we're talking to God. In the place of prayer, our audience is God. There may be other people there sometimes, but the, our audience is God. So we, 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 we couldn't be bothered who is looking or who is not looking. We pray be, and, and we, we, we go with persistence and violence and, and, and hold on unto him until he answers us. And we, we, would, we would know when God has answered because you will, you will hit a note of victory. You know, you, there'll be, you, you're, you're, you'll be eased in your spirit, even as you're praying. You, the burden will kind of lift. Or you might, you know, you might even begin to find yourself singing, or you might find yourself laughing. That means you've got to that point where you have, you have reached, reached it, and God, God has actually answered. And you can then live with your mind at rest. So we, we persist in that place of prayer. And there is a, the, 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 the intercession... It's also a prophetic function. You know, it, in the Old Testament, it was only the prophets that, uh, that, that, that interceded. And they would intercede on the basis of a particular burden that God has given them. You know, uh, and, 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 you know, we, we're, not, we're not called to pray for every situation or, or, or pray anyhow for anything. You know, we're, we're not... I, I don't know how to put it, not, not to say that we're not jacks of all trades, but, you know, you, you pray on the basis of what God is doing and, and what he wants to do and on the basis of what he has revealed to you. Are you following me? You know, when, when we do the prayer of ten, I mean, the prayer of three, we are, we are asked to make a list of ten possible people that we were wanting to win to the Lord. And then of, of those 10, we're asked to prayerfully select three. That is, you know, we, we might think it were with our understanding that, oh, numbers A, B, and C, uh, they should be, they, you know, because they've been in church all, the, all their lives, or their parents are Christians or are churchgoers, so they should be free, to, they should be ready to receive Christ. And the Lord might point you to somebody who's not had any experience of, of Christ in their lives at all, to put as your number one and number two, because he knows where they are at. He knows what he's doing in their lives. And therefore, those are, will be the ones that we would we put on our, prayer, on our prayer list. So it, it is something that is, comes by a revelation of, 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 of the Lord towards us. You know, in Jeremiah 27 verse 18, the Bible says, But if they be prophets, and if the word of the Lord be with them, let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts. So it, it's, it's the word of the Lord that enables us to, to intercede, you know, you, because we, as it says in Romans 8, 26, that we don't know how to pray. We don't even know what to pray for. We don't know how we ought to do it. So the, the initiative the, the, for prayer is from God. So we must listen to hear what is God wanting me to pray about and how does he want me to pray? Who specifically is God leading me to pray for? 
You know, it is God's desire that people pray anyway. You know, uh, the same Isaiah 59, 16 said that uh, he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought him salvation. God, God is looking for people who are willing to pray. The Holy Spirit is around us, in us, and telling us, come on, come on, you know, it's time to pray. You need to pray. So we need to hear, okay, what is the direction of prayer? The, the, the role of the Holy Spirit is very, very important. Our partnership with the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says, calls the Holy Spirit the, 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 the comforter, the allos paracletos. That is, the one that God calls alongside us to take hold together with us, to help us to pray. It is a partnership. It's not anything that we can do alone or in our own strength. We have to do it with him, you know. And he is the spirit of prayer. When you go to the place of prayer, you need that spirit of prayer to be upon you so that you can pray according to the will of God. Because it's the Holy Spirit that gives you that ability. And you find yourself saying things that you have never prepared before. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knows what's in the mind of God and puts those words in your mouth and causes you to speak them because that is what God is wanting to do at that particular time. You know, you might find somebody uh, uh, that, that somebody is just not standing in, in the cell. You, maybe you've, 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 you minister to them, you share the word with them, but they're still falling with the same difficulty in their lives. And then you go to God, you pray to God about it, and you ask God to show you what's going on. And as you intercede, the Lord would now reveal to you whatever challenge it is. The Holy Spirit would channel your mind to those areas of their lives so that you can then pinpoint it in the place of prayer. You know, the whole, it's the Holy Spirit who searches all hearts. He knows what's happening in people's minds and he knows what each person needs. And therefore, we need in that place of intercession to depend upon the Holy Spirit, to, to lead us by the hand and, and, and show us what, what, what to do. You know, Zechariah 12.10 says that he, that he would pour upon, upon the house of Israel a spirit of prayer and supplication. You know, when the spirit of prayer and supplication falls upon a people, it causes them to pray in accordance with the will of God. It causes them to pray what God is wanting to do at that particular time upon the lives of a people. You know, when, 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 we, when, we, when we go into prayer and the spirit of prayer falls upon us, it enables us to bring from the, from the heavenly realm those things that God has already established concerning those things we're praying for and bring them down to the here and now. Can I have an amen? You know, if God is wanting to bring healing and, and, and we go to him in the place of prayer, maybe before a service, we go and pray. And as we seek God in the place of prayer, God would show us that there are people with a particular kind of, 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 of ailment that he wants to heal. Then we begin to pray to him, Lord God, to bring those healings. Because those healings have already been established in the heavenly places. And we, as we pray them, we see them come to pass here, even during the service. When you see, when you see things happening in, in the service, you know that prayers had, had gone before and God is at work. We can multiply those things that God does in, in our lives when there are many more of us storming heaven, just asking God and just asking him to bring those things that he wants to do to be established here on earth. And of course, in the, in the place of intercession, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to us. You know, the gifts of word of knowledge, uh, the, gift, the prophetic gifts, 
um, the gifts of, uh, you know, the discernment of spirit, all the gifts, all the gifts come into operation. The Lord will tell you what is happening so that, so that you, can, you can pray in line with what God is showing you. Very often, for instance, either you're praying with yourself or, or you, we're preparing for a particular event, God will show us in the place of prayer maybe the demonic spirit that is operating in a particular place and we will take authority against that de de demonic spirit and, and cause that thing, the power to be broken and then that would provide an opening so that the gospel can be preached without any difficulty. And when, when you go either for evangelism, you know, you pray ahead of time and you, you seek God to know what God is wanting to do and God will show us very, very many times that God would have said ahead of time what kinds of things that people are going to encounter. You know, this morning as I was praying, the Lord was telling me, what he was sharing with me, he said, if only my people knew how much that he wanted to share his secret things with them in the place of prayer, that if only people would take time and, and seek him, that he would, he would bring his guidance because God, God is wanting to fulfill his covenant. You know, in Deuteronomy 29, 29, that was the word that came to me as I was praying. He said, the secret things belong unto the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the Lord. You know, God, God is wanting to bring to pass all the things he has spoken concerning our lives. God is wanting to honor his word. God is wanting to make us the, the, the instruments of his power. He's wanting us to be the light of the world. He's wanting us to be the salt of the earth. He's wanting us to be the ones that would change situations around, to be the repairer of the bridge, to, 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 to make the city habitable. That's what it says in, in, in Isaiah 58. God, God wants to use his children in that way. And as we seek him in the secret place, as we seek him, as we pray for other people, as he reveals to us, you would see that God would then lead you to pray specifically about situations that, that you can break in people's lives and, and then that would allow the glory of God to come into their lives. There are very many situations, maybe in, in, in somebody comes and needs counseling and you begin to, 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 to dialogue with them and you go and pray and then the Lord would show you maybe there's a, an unforgiveness situation in their lives. Very recently, somebody was having difficulties uh, with, with, with the family of, of, of the person they were, they were due to marry. And as we prayed, the Lord revealed that there was an unresolved quarrel in that family. And, and, and the, advice, the advice was given was that they should go and make up the quarrel. And they did, and everything went uh, brilliantly. They were able to, to go through with the, with, the, with the wedding that they had in store. All kinds of situations that come like that. God wants to use his people as instruments to bring light, to bring uh, to, 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 bring, to, to bring a solution so that his power can be revealed and that we, we can really shine as children of God. You know, as we, as we go forward in the, in the, um, in the cell vision, in, in making disciples, God wants us to be strong uh, disciples of Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to be uh, people who, who are going about blindly and not knowing where they're going and what's going to happen. Am I going to have souls? Am I going uh, to be able to increase my cell? Uh, are people going to be able to plant their own cells? You, no. 
God, God does not work like that. God is actually looking for people who are ready to take hold together with him and who would say, I know the God whom I serve and I know that he's able so whatever I commit to him, I know he's able to bring it into fruition. You know, I, I know that my God is able to resolve any problem. And so when we, whatever the problem may be, whatever, however mountainous it may be, when we go to God in the place of prayer, we can be sure that God would reveal to us what is the secret that is behind it. And he would also lead us to the solution. You know, this morning as I was praying, and I was just interceding for, for this meeting and for everybody that was here. You know, I, I, saw, I saw a picture, like, you know, when you're on the airline, they're giving you uh, the security uh, um, talk before the plane takes off, you know, and they show you the pictures of air, air uh, what, what, this thing that you put on your nose, what do you call it? Oxygen mask, that's right. This oxygen mask. And I just saw pictures of, of stuff like that that were, I was hanging down from, 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 uh, from the ceiling. And, and what the Lord was laying on my heart is that there are burdens that are hanging in the, in the, uh, that he was, is wanting to give to his people. There are burdens of prayer. There are burdens of needs that, that are looking for people who would rise up. Because God is looking for those who will stand in the gap and who would pray, who would, who would make up a hedge and, and say, yes, here I am, Lord. I want to make a hedge between you and, the, and this particular need. And, and you know, th these are waiting to be taken up. Because that we, that, that we, 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 have, we need people to pray for our leaders. We need people to pray for our pastors so that they will not be under the attack of the enemy so that they can, uh, can, can undertake the responsibility that God has committed to them. Because, you know, the Bible says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Very often, the attacks that are, that are aimed at any particular group of people, any particular church or community, they usually aim at the leaders. We, there's, a, there's a need for people to rise up in prayer and say, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to be supporting my pastors. I'm going to be spending extra time over and above the, the, the prayer time that I normally spend, you know, with, with, with this new prayer guidelines. It's fantastic, you know, but over and above that, I'm going to be also sacrificing more time so that I can support my leaders, so that they can do what God has called them to do, so that we can, we can see the power of God released more in their lives. They can be protected and they can be equipped to, do, to raise up more, 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 more disciples for our Lord Jesus Christ. Or maybe there are people who, for, for whom God is wanting to, to, to pray and really intercede for our children, that our children would walk in the way of the Lord, that they, they, they grow up to be champions for Jesus. There all kinds of, of, of burdens that God is wanting to lay on people's hearts. People to pray for students, people to pray for different people in professions, to pray for neighborhoods, to pray for nations, to pray for different people groups. Even the giant meetings that we're talking about uh, or, the, or the different prayer meetings, people to invest in the place of prayer. What I know to the, 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 the tonight, uh, this afternoon rather, is that God, God is looking for people who would say, yes, that's me, God, you're calling. And I, I want to be that person who can really take hand, hold of God, take the hand of God, and, and be the, the gap, the person who will be in the gap to, to ensure that the needs are met in God. You know, Zechariah 12, 10 says, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they will look upon me 
on whom upon whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for me, for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. God is looking for people who would be committed to him in the place of prayer. People who would say, yes, Lord, that's me. Let your spirit of grace and let your spirit of supplication fall upon me so that I will not do it in my own strength. I will do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I want to be the person to whom God reveals his secret so that I can declare things that God has established in the heavens and, and see it come to pass here on earth. If that is you, because I brought you the word of the Lord. If that is you, I want you to stand in your place. Because I, I, have, I have a mandate to pray for anybody who's wanting to receive that spirit of prayer and supplication. God is wanting to raise up for this house an army of people who would dedicate themselves to prayer. Who would say, yes, Lord, I want to make an, an extra sacrifice of my time so that I can be somebody who, who, is, who knows is God and who is strong and who can declare things in the secret place and see it come to pass in, 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 in the public. The people through whom God would fulfill his purpose and his mandate. Those things that God has spoken concerning this house that are still waiting to be fulfilled. Those promises, those, those uh, prophetic words, the things that God says this house is going to accomplish. God is waiting. God is waiting for those who are going to take hold of, of those oxygen masks because they, they, it's a lifeline. It's a lifeline to God. If that's you, I want you to come forward. If you have stood up, I want you to come forward, please. I'm not going to lay hands, but it's going to be a dedication. It's going to be a personal dedication. We're going to say, Lord, I am here. If you can use me, here I am. If you can use me, here I am. I, I am giving myself to you and I, I'm asking for that spirit of prayer, for that spirit of supplication. Lord, give me the burden. Give me the burden that corresponds to that which you want me to carry. And I know the Lord is going to reveal to you the particular burden he has for you. He, let, it not, let it not be anybody that's going to dictate it to you. You will receive the burden. Say, Lord, give me the burden. I want you to talk to God now. Speak to God. Say, I don't want to be an, an indifferent Christian. I don't want to be a wishy-washy Christian. I want to be a Christian that knows God, that interacts with God, that receives the revelation of God, that, that stands in the place of prayer to see the fulfillment of that which God has purposed concerning his church, concerning his body. I want to, to be an instrument instrument of light. I want to be salt in my generation. I want to be a repairer of the bridge. I want to make the, the city habitable. I want the glory of God to be seen through my life. I want to work with the Holy Spirit. I want to be in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Lord, let the spirit of prayer and supplication fall upon me right now in the name of Jesus. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know how to pray it, but you know, oh God, and I want to depend upon you 100% to see that come to pass. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I want to thank you for this, your children that have come forward. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask now, even in fulfillment of your word, that you would pour upon this house, oh God, a spirit of 
prayer and supplication. A spirit of grace. Let the grace to stay in the place of prayer. Oh God, be given to your children in the name of Jesus. Lord God, fill their mouths with words that you empower in the name of Jesus. Cause them to declare things, oh God, and see them come to pass in the name of Jesus. Cause them change situations around because they put their hands in yours in the name of Jesus. Father, glorify yourself even through the prayers of your servant, even as they have given themselves to you today, as they have dedicated themselves. I ask, oh God, that you will wake them up in the middle of the night and cause them to, to persist in the place of prayer. Lord God, that they will take hold of you and see miracles, signs, and wonder performed because they take hold of you. Father, I want to thank you because even as I prayed, I know your spirit is at work. And Lord God, you will manifest yourself powerfully in their lives. I want to give you praise, oh God. I want to give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You can take your seats.